You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 37. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. Are you a mom ready to break into the field of technology as a UX designer? Wondering how you can go from no tech experience to getting hired? The answer, demonstrate your work. That's how tech works. You don't need a degree or a fancy certificate. You just need a portfolio that shows your work. The Your Techie UX Portfolio course specializes in getting moms into tech. By not only teaching you the core portfolio-ready UX skills to get hired, but also by giving you the confidence to stay focused on your goal. Join our course today at uartechie.com UX. The UX portfolio course offers portfolio-ready assets, step-by-step -step UX learning, and insider tips on how UX design looks in the real world, plus a community of women to go through the program with. You'll have access to mentors, and if you sign up before July 31st, you'll receive one free month of weekly group hot seat coaching. Just go to uartechie.com slash UX. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking about becoming a full stack developer. Let's dive in. First, let's briefly go over the differences between front end and full stack. I want you to really understand this difference from a job hunting perspective because it can affect your salary and your daily tasks. And you know, I'm all about you loving your job and making more money. So when we talk about front end, we very specifically mean HTML, CSS, and vanilla JavaScript. So just the plain old JavaScript. The front end means that we're doing everything that's happening that the user interacts with, okay? We aren't sending anything back to the database. We aren't calling any information from the back end. We're just working with the code that creates the elements that the user sees and interacts with. And these elements are the UI elements or the user interface elements, okay? now. Herein lies some of the trickiness when it comes to job searching, especially with newbie techies, because there's a lot of overlap. You might be familiar with the job title UX UI designer. Okay, so let's kind of break this down. So if you're a UX designer, you're typically not responsible for code. The UX design position, if you find a, a UX design position on Indeed or LinkedIn, and that's the title, you're probably not going to see code there. And if you do see someone who has listed HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, either they kind of listed it as a afterthought, but if they listed it as one of the main job responsibilities, they've actually misnamed the position, okay? Now, we're going to get into more specifics on this, okay? So you can really understand, because it is confusing for sure. And if you are a UX slash UI designer, you're still not likely responsible for creating the code, but it wouldn't be unheard of for you to be tweaking the CSS, the cascading style sheets, 
or more likely working with the developer to make the elements look the way you want, okay? Now, if you have a UI design slash developer, okay, that's really just another name for a front-end developer who also designs. So they are likely responsible for the design and the development, okay? So the code. Now, so front-end developer would be doing the HTML, CSS, and vanilla JavaScript, typically in conjunction with the designer. However, it really depends on the size of the organization, right? A large organization is going to typically break out each and every one of these roles. They'll have a UX designer on a specific team, a UI design developer, a front-end developer, a full-stack developer. But a startup might want someone who wears multiple hats. So all I'm really saying is if you see that UX designer that lists code, what they really should be saying is UX slash UI designer slash developer. That's really what they should be saying. That's the true name. And they might just be shortening it for ease or so that they can attract a specific person. But when we break it down, that's what we can look at. All right. So we know that a front-end developer is using these specific languages. If you're a front-end developer, those are the languages you're using. It's very specific. There's no figuring it out. When it comes to being a full stack developer, that's for someone who writes code across the platform. So they're going to interact with the user, write code that interacts with the user. They're going to pull information from the database. They're going to send information to that database. They're going to work on backend functionality. And that might sound like a more senior role, but actually you can find many junior full stack developer roles because once you learn the code base that you're working in, so let's say you're a front-end developer, but you're working in the entire code base, it's kind of an artificial stopping point. So if you're like, I don't know what the back end is, please explain to me. It's a little bit of an artificial stopping point. It's like, okay, the second that we receive information and start to manipulate it, let me give you a specific example. On a screen when you log in and it says like, hello, Anne." Welcome to whatever. We've pulled information from the database because you've logged in and we know that you're Anne. We're kind of customizing it. So at some point, there's some type of full stack development going on, but that's very minor, right? So when you're in the code base, it's a little bit of an artificial stopping point to say, okay, am I front end? Am I full stack? It's a little bit your choice and the choice of the organization on how they want to define that and how they want to call it. But I'm going to try to convince you to go with this junior full stack developer title if you're just getting started, and we'll go into some details on why that is. It might feel safer to just be a front-end developer, and the only reason that it would be safer is speed to getting hired. So you aren't going to spend a day trying to figure out, or a week or a month, trying to figure out if you like the programming languages. You have no choice. You are programming in HTML, CSS, in JavaScript if you're a front-end developer. So that actually removes some decisions, and that can cut your learning time down. You're also working with code that is less complex by its nature because you're doing less functionality with it. So standard JavaScript, HTML, and CSS, it is definitely easier than some of those full stack languages that we talk about. So that's absolutely reasons why you might go for the front end developer role. But I still think, so if you want to get hired super fast, that's the way you're going to go. 
But if you are willing to stick with it, I think it makes a little bit more financial sense to just put in a few extra weeks and go for the junior full stack developer role. And I would also still advocate if you're kind of back and forth, back and forth, I don't know what to do. I would advocate on your LinkedIn profile, putting in your job title, looking for a junior full stack developer role. And here's why. Because if you put that you're looking for a front end developer role, you will likely not be considered for full stack roles, but the opposite is not true. So if you put looking for junior full stack developer role and someone who has a front end developer role comes across your profile, they will not automatically knock you off, right? So full stack is a little bit safer that way because you can still obtain a full stack position, a junior full stack position, or a front end position, where if you just put front end, a full stack position is less likely to come and look at that profile. Okay. Does that make sense? Hope that I explained that. Okay. So again, you'll want your title to be looking for junior full stack developer role. And if you're not convinced about kind of the title, you're still a little nervous, let's use some financial incentives. This information is from glassdoor.com. You can look it up. I am using information from Raleigh, where I am located, which is a pretty good benchmark on the country. It's about average, depending on the position. And I did look up a couple other cities, but I had less data on it. And I think that for a smaller city, we're pretty good with tech. So we had enough data. So average salary for front-end developer is 67K. Some of you might be like, that's not what I was thinking. But you've got to remember, this is definitely going to be more of an entry level. Glassdoor didn't allow me to type in junior, but they did allow senior. So this kind of scales towards the lower end. But the full stack developer role was at 78K, so almost 80K. And again, we're talking more of a, of a junior type role. And I, again, like to encourage you, if you don't hit that number, like when you first apply, don't freak out. They want you to prove yourself a little bit. It's always worth it to kind of take less money to get started in tech because your trajectory can be so much higher. And I've talked about that quite a bit, so we won't go into detail on that. But I did say that you should put on your LinkedIn profile looking for junior full stack developer role but you're going to want to have the skills to make that claim legitimate, right? So let's talk about the skills differential. I told you exactly what skills to learn to be a front-end developer, but what about a junior full-stack developer? What code, what programming language are you going to need to know? Well, this is where it gets a little trickier because there are many many options that you can select from. And I'm going to encourage you to go to and look at the Tybee Index. So let me spell that for you. It's T-I-O-B-E dot com slash T-I-O-B-E dash index. And you can also just search Tybee Index on Google. I want you to search that to look at the latest figures for how many people are using specific programming languages. Now, I want you to pay attention to the increasing or decreasing that happens as these are solid indicators of future need in those languages. Okay, but if you have no idea where to start, I want to give you some guidance because even though Python is a very popular language, it's listed as number three on the Tybee. I have seen many a newbie try this one and then quit programming altogether because it was just 
too challenging of a language to start off with. I have not seen very much self-study success with Python. Now, if you want to go for Python, you do it. I encourage it if that's what you want to do. But I think that's why a lot of boot camps have picked up Python because it really is complex and just a little bit harder for newbies. So it can be helpful to have someone walk you through that process. But fear not. Here is what I recommend. And I want to give you a quick caveat because we here at Your Techie are creating a course like this. So you might say that I have a vested interest in selling you in this idea. But I want to tell you why it comes from an authentic place is that I have spent many years talking to moms and women who have tried this field back when I had my meetup and women would try to start different programming languages and also in development groups that I've been a part of and what has been successful. I really tried to dig in and say, how can they be successful quicker for the most money? That's pretty much what I'm always looking for. How do we get hired faster and for more money? That's always my lens. And so I really first picked this path as the way to go and then developed a relationship with a mentor and a partner to develop the course with. So I can honestly say that I do believe this is the fastest path and that's why we're offering it. That's why we're developing this path at Your Techie. So you can rest assured that that is where this information is coming from and not from a sales position. Okay, so here is the path I recommend to be a junior full stack developer. Do you have your pen and paper? You do need to know HTML, CSS, and a little bit of vanilla JavaScript, just a little bit, not every single thing, just a little bit about like, how does Java work? How do we write a function in Java? What are a couple common functions? Boom, that's it. But then you're also going to want to know a framework, and I recommend React, the React framework for JavaScript. There are a few popular frameworks, React, Vue, or Angular. My argument for React is that not necessarily that it's better, but it is just a more common one that we use and we can do a lot with it once you know it. But you will need to tack on a little bit of database. You're just going to do MongoDB and then Node.js. If you combine those with the React framework, you are working full stack. Okay. Now, If that all just sounded like I was speaking a foreign language, let me break it down for you where you can find information on each of those components so that you can understand exactly what the skills are. And then we'll wrap up by talking about how you're going to demonstrate those skills. Because we know in tech, the only thing that really matters is if you can demonstrate your learning. We want to demonstrate our learning, okay? So the first part is HTML. I have a podcast, so it's totally free. You can just go to youartechy, all spelled out, Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com slash nine, podcast episode number nine. That is the 20% of 80% of HTML that you need to know. This might be my favorite podcast of all time. I'll keep trying to beat it, but it's such a good way to look at HTML. I haven't seen anyone else show it this way. And if you go onto any of these beginner HTML websites, what they're going to do is try to tell you every tag of HTML, but that's not actually what you need to know. So you could spend like months learning HTML and it won't help you. I recommend you spend like two weeks and then use these other powerful frameworks because in reality, you're going to be using CSS and JavaScript to get a lot of the look and feel 
that you're going to use in your programs. You're not going to use HTML for that. You're only using HTML really kind of as a frame, kind of as the layout, if that makes sense. And you're not going to use all these individual aspects of HTML like table. So it's not that great for you to spend time on that if what your end goal is to get hired. And so I really like this podcast that I created at youartechie.com slash nine because it just gives you the 20% you need. Like I literally tell you, these are the tags to use. Learn these. I don't see any reason why you couldn't do it in two weeks, maybe even one week. If you do it faster, let me know in the Facebook group, okay? Okay, next one is CSS. How do we learn this quickly? How do we really get up to speed? Now, this is a personal preference, and I've known some designers who don't love this one, but I think it is a great tool to understand how design and CSS are intimately linked. And I want to, before I give you this one, I want to caveat it with, keep in mind that when you're writing code, memorizing it is not what you need to be doing. So if you find yourself looking code up again and again, what I want to tell you is, good, that's how actual developers do it. It's not just okay, that's actually how the work is done. So compare yourself against that as you're looking things up, okay? All right, the tool I recommend there is CSS Enjoy, but you can use any CSS generator. There's one, css3generator.com. And what you can do is just learn from typing different numbers in things like the border radius and the margins and change the numbers and see the effect it has on the UI elements. That's a great way to really get started and say, okay, I can design it this way, design it that way. I think that's a great way to do the learning and then to create the CSS to create the elements. And that's what you can use in your GitHub repo. All right, so we are now on vanilla JavaScript. For vanilla JavaScript, I recommend freecodeacademy.org. I also think Khan Academy does an excellent job. And yes, I think using children's tools is very effective for adults. Now, for the React framework in JavaScript, obviously, I'm going to say the UR Techie coaching program, the junior developer path. That's going to be the recommendation I give you there. But if you are looking for just to kind of dive in and test it out, you can get information on React at freecodeacademy.org. So I'll recommend that one as well. Now for MongoDB and Node.js, same thing. I'll recommend our UR Techie coaching program, junior developer path as well as w3schools.org. That'll give you a way to kind of test out Node.js and take a look at what's going on with it and just try it out. So that's a great tool. And that's a great tool for everything. Just keep in mind that it's a repository. So like I was talking about earlier with HTML, it's absolutely going to tell you everything that isn't everything you need to know to get hired. It's just every piece of HTML. So it's really a great idea to look at the high level each and every week and ask yourself, what are the skills that I'm building? And then how am I demonstrating those skills? So again, creating that GitHub repo account, putting the code in there, that's the quickest and fastest way to getting hired. I hired a junior developer on a contract basis. It was her first time coding. And the reason I did it is from her GitHub repo. And she did a great job for me. And then I tried to hire her again for another project and she was booked. So I know that this is absolutely a great way to go. What happens though, I know, I know you're like, no, 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 it's not good code. No, 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 it's not quite ready. I really want you to do 
whatever it takes to put something in your repo as fast as you can. Okay, my son is out there and, and my daughter, he is programming in Scratch. He's creating video games and he's like, he's like, mom, look what I did. Look, look, look. He can't wait to show people because he doesn't have that fear. He doesn't have that like, well, what if she doesn't like it? What if it's not good? You're going to start with a hello world program. That's what everyone starts with. Every time I learned a new programming language, it was hello world. It's okay that you're new. You just want to get started. So the more that you can get started and really understand what you're learning and then demonstrating that. And I want to be careful here. I don't mean that the more you put in your repo, the better you are, but you should, you should have a few different assets going in there. And the more you demonstrate that you are learning new things. So if your repo is filled with the basically the same type of thing, that's not going to help you. But if you're leveling up and you're learning different ways to code and different aspects of code, and then you're documenting those, and putting them in your repo, that is exactly what you need to do because you're demonstrating your learning. So if you really want to become a full stack developer, this is my recommended path for you. And I think that self-selected study or joining our course, being really specific about what you're doing, that's going to save you so much time. So I meet a lot of people who spend a lot of time in, I try this programming language, I try that programming language, am I enough? Is it going to work? If you focus on this specific path that I have laid out here, that's all you will need to get hired. It doesn't mean that's all you will ever need. It doesn't mean you won't learn Python. Go for it. Learn it. But keep in mind that that is absolutely something you can do once you've got your initial job and you've had some time to really develop your skills and become a little bit more experienced of a developer. But that is what you're going to want to do. Just narrow your focus on the path that it takes and then go down that specific path. Here's the last thing I'll say about that. It's going to help you to ask really specific questions. You're going to go to a React group and post your question in the forum and get a good answer as opposed to like, okay, general coders. And no, you need to be going to the right places to ask your questions for the right person who's working on this specific aspect because why? They've probably been there before and they can give you some really solid answers and point you in the right direction. And that's going to help you so much. So to become a full stack developer, I say narrow your focus to a very specific path like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, React Framework, MongoDB, Node.js, and put it in your repo, demonstrate your work, and you are there. Okay, thanks so much for joining me today. It was great to be with you on the You Are Techie podcast. Have a good one. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.